The STSA Ministries Open House 2020 is now available. Community members can view videos and download resources from our speakers on a variety of topics, including liturgical worship, children and youth, volunteering, and more. Check it out now at stsaministries.org. You're listening to Bringing an Ancient Faith to a Modern World with Father Anthony Messa, where we explore ways to encourage and equip the local Orthodox Church. Let's get started. Welcome to the Bringing an Ancient Faith to a Modern World podcast. I'm Father Anthony Messa, and I am super excited about today's episode because as you can see, I'm not alone today. Usually the way these work is someone is asking me the questions, but today, as you see, we have a special guest who I'll introduce in a second, and I will be the one doing the asking of the questions and he will be answering them. Um, And what we're in the third part of a series we've been doing called Questions Great Leaders Ask. Just as a reminder for those who missed part one and part two, we're talking about Questions, not answers. And what we said is that, that great leaders, oftentimes we think that those who are in leadership should have all the answers. I say those who are in leadership should be the ones asking the right questions. Because answers look back, but questions make you look forward. So in part one, we introduced the first question that I believe is critical for any leader, and that is to ask yourself, what would a great leader do? And in any circumstance, any situation, we ask ourselves that question, you're better off asking the question, even if you don't do what it, it, the answer is, just knowing what would a great leader do? What would a great husband do? What would a great daughter do? What would a great brother do? What would a great employee do? What would a great boss do? Just asking yourself that question. In part two, we asked the question, will this get me closer? And we talked about how oftentimes we look at, will this get me to my goal? We said, that's the wrong question. The right question is, will this get me closer to my goal? And we covered that in, in part two. And today we're going to talk about our third question. And as I said, we have a special guest and I'd like to introduce him. And that is Father Abraham Pham. Welcome, Father Abraham. Thanks, Abuna. Good to be here. Father Abraham, for those who don't know, recently joined us at STSA. And I believe, uh, Father Abraham, uh, after you, you were serving in Zambia and doing mission work there for roughly 14 years. Is that correct? That's 14 years and lots of... Uh adventures and experiences there that helped me to become a leader. So I think there's, there's a lot of things I learned from those experiences. Fantastic. So we are excited to dive into those experiences because what I'm sure you discovered as I discovered is that oftentimes it's not the training for leadership that we received before, right. but it's kind of that, that trial by fire. Am I correct? That's right. That's right. I got a lot of fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with that, um, why don't you tell us, uh, tell everyone who's listening here, what is the one question that you ask yourself as a leader? Definitely one of the questions I would, I ask myself, am I getting too comfortable? I know that's an interesting question. Am I getting too comfortable in my service, my leadership? Okay. That's the question. Okay, so uh, right off the bat, you know, I'm thinking comfort is good. We, we, we actually usually do our best when <clears throat> we're in uncomfortable to get out yeah. of it. You know, I think our human nature is if I'm yeah. uncomfortable in this chair, I try to find a comfortable chair. If I'm uncomfortable with this person, I try to find uh, a sense of comfort. So it sounds like a little bit of a, a risky question. Can you elaborate um, sure. on how that works? Definitely. I think that, you know, there's lots of leadership books out there and lots of people who would tell you, this is what it means to be a great leader. And this is what it means to be a great leader. And then, then you look at Christ himself. Like, what did he do? Was he just like in a big castle and people came to him? No, actually, he was born in the most uncomfortable situation in a manger And when he started his ministry, he would go from place to place, no place to lay his head. Uh, He would eat 
anything and, and, and serve in a very uncomfortable situation. And he did that as our example. So I think that we have to learn more, like how to be a great leader. Christ is a model. And he did that by being uncomfortable and helping and serving others. Okay. So give us an example of what that might look like today. Like I'm not going to be born in a manger and I hope my wife doesn't give birth in a manger. Okay. Give us an example of what that might look like. The interesting examples that we can see is when we go to a restaurant and we sit down with our families, we order a meal and a waiter comes up or waitress comes up, says, what do you need? And then you give your order and you ask for waters and whatever and food for the kids. The waiter leaves. And you start thinking as a paying customer, like, it's taking too long. Where's my waters? There used to be breadsticks. They used to put them on the table for free. How come they're not here? We get aggravated as a customer. My kids are making noise and screaming. They used to bring crayons and coloring. Let them color. Come on, where's, what, why is this waiter? And the waiter would come back and forth and back and forth trying to serve us. And then even like just whatever she would do or he would do, we would say, okay, this is, this is like this waiter is not on, on, on track or on target. And, at the end of it, we're just like, okay, fine. We give them a bad tip, whatever. And, and the whole time, the waiter's been serving and serving and serving. And, and I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking that's what it means to be a great leader or a servant leader is that we're the waiter. We're the waitress. We're the ones serving and being uncomfortable and giving and offering our best to the person out there. And, and sometimes we'll be appreciated and sometimes we'll not be appreciated. But it's just being uncomfortable and serving like a waiter or waitress would do. So that's kind of like a practical example, you know, on, on those things. Okay, that, that's a great perspective. And as someone who actually, I used to be a waiter, you guys are, I, I worked as a waiter when I was in college. Um, that's an interesting perspective because oftentimes we think about, you know, waiting as a passive. <clears throat> you just described a waiter as someone who is very active and is, and is kind of going back and forth and isn't waiting comfortably, but is, is uncomfortable. So, you know, what are some things that, you know, like let's translate the waiter analogy to you know priesthood or people out there who are in positions of leadership in their homes or in their workplaces or with their families. How would we kind of translate that over? I mean, that's a great question. I, actually, something happened this morning, which is interesting. The guy always went to pick up the kids from school. I was home and I was, you know, I found that there's lots of things in home need to be done. I got the sheets of everybody's room, washed the sheets and got them dried, put them on the bed, put them nicely. You know, that's not something I typically would do. They come home from school and, you know, I just wanted to do something nice for the house. And all three of them um, said, oh, dad, who made our beds? Who washed our sheets? Who did that? And they, they were like in shock that, that, that I did something like that. And, and then, believe it or not, my kids started cleaning up and they started saying, okay, let me do something. And I think that if I didn't take it as a leader of the home to do my part and just kind of like fit, fill in where there's a need, there's a need. Okay. The sheets are dirty. Let's wash them. Let's clean them. Let's get them on the bed. Let's put them nicely. And, you know, and I think that when they saw that, Hey, dad's doing that. I'm going to do that. So even in my home, they, they, it impacted them that I'm not just ordering them. Hey, you guys do your laundry. Hey guys, you clean up that I'm leading by example. That's one in the home. One that I remember in, in uh, the mission or in the service as a priest, which is when I was in Misweka, Congo, there was a really, really beautiful service in Misweka. We finished, it's like 18 hour drive going, 18 hour drive coming, no roads, nothing there. On the way back, something really crazy happened. The car broke down and got stuck in the mud and we couldn't get out. I'm thinking to myself, we're in the middle of nowhere. 
and we need to find a place to sleep in this dark village and a place to, to I got to eat something and we got to figure it out, go to sleep next morning, go back, get the car going and go. So I was with his great special Paul and I thought that would be the most easiest and comfortable in the uncomfortable situation. He said, no, we're going to go to this village and we're going we're gonna to see what the people need around us and we're going to put up a movie. We're going to start to generate, we're going to run the movie and we're going to preach to them and we're going to sing all night and we're going we're gonna to minister to them. I'm thinking to myself, we're in the middle of nowhere. We've got no food. We've got no place to sleep. And he wants to put up a movie and he wants to whatever. And I, I said to myself, like, this is like the hardest thing. And we're exhausted too. Like it was a long journey in the mission. And when we put up the movie and we started singing, we started preaching to them and sharing the Bible. I've never seen a whole village be converted. I've never seen that before. Wow. A whole village. We don't even know the people. And we, we, we had a place to sleep. We had a place to eat. And we, you know, there's no place to to go to the bathroom. We've managed to find a place to go to the bathroom. It's very uncomfortable. But at the end, I felt like that taught me a lesson from that day on that I need to be uncomfortable. You know, am I getting too comfortable? That is really a serious question I asked myself as a leader because that day taught me a lesson that I need to be among the people and serve them and not uh, be over them and not try to find the easiest way out. Sometimes it's, it's the uncomfortable situation. Great things can happen. Wow. That, that, that's great. And I, I just want to go back here because you gave two great examples. Okay. And one, what I loved was one was kind of big picture and one was little picture. One was something big. You know, you're on the road to Congo you know, things break down. Your life is in danger. It's a tough situation and let's go do something big. But the other example you gave was something very small, you know, doing the sheets at home. And I, and I, and I what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that being a leader isn't necessarily standing at the top, okay, and telling people what to do or getting people to do stuff. What you're saying is being a leader means going and putting on the sheets sometimes. And then it's up. And other times, you know, something small. Uh, other times it means going to the village and, and preaching the gospel. It's, it's, it's a whatever it takes not to make myself comfortable to make my life easy, but it's a what's needed. Is that, is that a good way of, of, of looking at that? Yeah, I think that you just reminded me, like, you know, in the world, the leadership is the triangle, right? We're at the top as leaders, and everyone is at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Life and the ser a servant leader who gets uncomfortable, the triangle is reverted upside down, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> We're at the bottom, serving everybody above us. And I mm -hmm. think that just being the example and getting on the ground and doing the simple things in my home with my kids and my wife and at, it, it, at my work, sometimes we just, we, like you said, we're like the bosses, and we're commanding people, and I think mm -hmm. that as a leader, I have to ask myself, am I getting too comfortable in that position, just ordering people instead of being among them and serving them? So I think that the best leader is the one on the ground, you know, not the one is mm -hmm. doing the simple things like you said. Mm -hmm. I like that. I love that. Okay. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great start, being uncomfortable. Give us more. Give us another um, uh, concept that we can take away about, uh, about this question of, of being comfortable and being a servant leader. I think also we have to remember... <clears throat> You know, I always forget this. When you're in your goal of being uncomfortable, you got to remember the goal of, you know, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to win people to Christ, right? There's a nice verse from Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. That's every man is perfect in, in Christ Jesus. I have to make sure every man is perfect. Every person. So when I'm uncomfortable, I'm not just trying to be uncomfortable for no reason, right? There's a, there's a purpose behind it, which is to be a role model, to be an example, to to build something or plan something in somebody else around me that they say, okay, well, my dad is doing that. My priest is doing that. My boss is doing that. Whatever it is, 
and it will, it will impact them. So I think we can't forget the goal, which is impacting people for change. You know, that every man is perfect in Christ Jesus. So we have to be uncomfortable, not just for the sake of being uncomfortable, but for a purpose and a goal that would be a great role model for people and impact people and that every man will be perfect in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That, and that's a great way of looking at it is, is that sometimes I think we, <clears throat> we get, we're unwilling to be uncomfortable because we, we lose sight of that goal. And, and I think, you know, again, back to your example of the kids with the sheets, if, I mean, I knew that's all it took to get my kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Give it a try. <laughs> to, to help around the house, man, oh man. But, but exactly like you're saying, it's, um, is, and again, that gets back to what leadership is, is, is the leader should be the one who sees the destination um, and, and kind mm-hmm. of takes, the world tells us a path to get there, but as you're saying is that Christ tells us a different path to get there. And the example that I think of is, just from John chapter 13, when Jesus washed the feet um, of his disciples and, and you know, kind of, you're saying that he literally got uncomfortable. It got down on his hands and knees and, you know, thinking like my back and my knees and my neck. And he did the dirty work, as you're saying, again, literally uh, cleaning their, their feet. Um, so yeah. Any, any other stories that you can, um, you can uh, share with us that, uh, that kind of paint that picture or make it clear? I read a story one time in, in American history where there was a corporal and he was, you know, commanding his, his, his military to fix a barricade that was, you know, broken down and in, in, in the early days of America. And he was saying, okay, fix this, bring the blocks here, do this, whatever. And, and the people were listening. They were, and this corporal kept commanding and commanding. And then all of a sudden a guy on a horse came. I love this story. He comes in and he, he gets off the horse. He looks at the corporal, doesn't say anything, then goes with the men who are helping fix this barricade for wartime and starts helping them fix it. He starts putting the blocks, putting whatever, and, and fixing the situation. After he was done fixing the barricade, this man on the horse came back to the corporal and says, well, why aren't you helping them? He says, I am helping them. He says, how are you helping them? I'm telling them what to do. I'm managing the situation. I'm, I'm commanding them to, to fix the barricade. He said, you're commanding them to fix the barricade. So the man horse says, I'm actually the commander in chief, President George Washington. And the way we lead and the way we, we help is we get in the ground with them doing the dirty work, like you said, getting and doing the dirty work and, and, and helping. So that corporal probably never forgot that message. And I think that, that message, when I read it, I said, that's what I need to be like as a priest. That's what I need to be like as a father. That's what I need to be like um, as a brother and, and going from there. So I think that I need to make sure that I'm not just telling people what to do because that's a temptation for leaders. It's a really big temptation just to, hey, you do this, you do that, you do that. And we say, well, wow, I'm a good leader. I'm telling people what to do and they're listening. I think the best thing is to be among them and, and, and to show them that we're together and we're with each other. That's, that inspires people. That's the best kind of leadership. That inspires them to actually want to do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's a great example too. And that's for sure the opposite of, of you know, typical leadership as we hear about it today. Um, okay. Um, I know you got one more, uh, tip or one more idea that you want to share about leadership and it has to do with selfishness and unselfishness. So talk to us a little bit about how selfishness fits into leadership as well. It's important for us to not just lead, but we have to be careful that am I leading for myself? Is it for people to look at me and, you know, even when I get uncomfortable, by the way, 
when I get uncomfortable, it can be okay. I can be uncomfortable and I can show that I'm sweating and I'm doing all the dirty work and people can, it can't be for me. It can't be selfish. It can't be that I need people to praise me or to look at me. It's a sacrifice. It's I'm doing it for him and I'm doing it for them and I'm investing in them. All my energy of being uncomfortable is I'm investing in the people around me and being a role model for the people around for them, not for me. And I think that's one thing when we say, am I being too comfortable? We have to remember the goal is that every man is, is perfect in Christ Jesus, that the goal is, is perfection for them and them to grow. But also that I don't take the credit. I don't look at myself. I'm not doing it out for them. And I think that that's just something when you're young, because we can be sweating and doing the work and laboring. And then, you know, people say, wow, you did a good job. You were among us. You're, and I think that we just have to be careful. No, I'm doing that because I want to invest in you and I want to build you for your family. And I want to do this for, for, for the church. I want to do that for, and it's not just geared towards me. So just keep that in mind when, when we're being uncomfortable that, yeah, the goal is every man perfect and that it's not for me. The glory is not for me and the goal is not for me and it's not for my selfish purposes. That's something to keep in mind. And I, and I think that a lot of our listeners out there, I know I can relate to it. I'm sure you can as well. For a lot of our listeners, the hard part there is sometimes as a leader, um, to be unselfish means actually to displease people and to not have people, you know, say we love you and you're the best. Um, and sometimes, you know, I think all of us struggle with people pleasing to some degree. Um, so maybe you can speak about that a little bit about how does like, when it comes to pleasing people, um, and you know, we, we, we don't, we don't necessarily, uh, want our leadership to be that we don't want to get praised on one side. Yeah. Um, but by the same token, sometimes it's actually going to take the opposite, right? Like it's going to take to be yeah. criticized, right? It's important that when we're getting criticized that we're not focusing on the person, like I'm not trying to please you, but I'm trying to do the best for you. I hope that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to please God and trying to, I'm trying to be the best leader for, for you. But sometimes I might have to tell my kids or somebody in the church or whoever it may be something that's good for them, but doesn't please them. And I think that's, that's important. I think that we need God to lead us. Like when we're being uncomfortable and we're serving, and we're doing things unselfishly, we got to make sure that, that um, we got to be polite and kind. It doesn't mean when you, I'm not here to please you that we're unkind by any means, but I'm here for the best for you. That mm-hmm. God give me, hopefully we're praying that God give me wisdom so I can, I can do the best for you. God gave me a role as a priest, as a father, the best for my wife, to do the best for my church to do. And if you're in position at work, you're, you're given that position and authority not to like to take it, in a wise manner that you can do the best for the people around you. And sometimes people are happy. Sometimes people are not, but you're, as long as you're doing the best for them, even if it doesn't please them, but it pleases God, I think we're on the right track and hopefully we'll do it in a kind manner. So even if people are, are not agreeing with us, hopefully that will be still in a civil way. Mm-hmm. The goal is to please God in that, in that, in that way. And that's being a great leader who's uncomfortable mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And I think that, that, that point there at the end, that's why we pray for our leaders. You know, and that's why we ask people to pray for us who are in positions of leadership. <clears throat> that's why we as, as, as church members, we always pray for our leader, the Pope. If we're in a diocese, we pray for our bishop. The congregation should always pray for their priest. I always tell people, you always pray for your father of confession because we want, to, we want them to be in a position where they're doing what's best for us, as you said, and not necessarily to please us. You know, we don't, we're, no one wins if, if, if we're simply as leaders just pleasing the people. So. I think that's a great takeaway. And for some of us, 
that's our area of discomfort. Be willing to be, you know, with people that may say things about me or something like that. So this has been great information, Father Abraham. I really, really enjoyed this. You know, you. you know, being uncomfortable is something that is an uncomfortable topic to talk about, pun intended. Um, yeah. But I think it's definitely something that we all needed. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real special treat. And we look forward to hopefully uh, you'll join us on the podcast again sometime. Thank you. Well, it's been great for me too. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everyone for listening today. We're going to be continuing this series in a couple weeks with another special guest. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully we'll see you then. Navigate at your own pace through over 25 Orthodox and leadership topics as our priests, staff, and volunteers share lessons they've learned and resources we use every week to bring an ancient faith to a modern world. Available to access now for free at stsaministries.org.